This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. It's that time of the week again. Every Wednesday we do the debate show and we want you to get involved and have your say. Uh, if you don't want to come up and, uh, and talk to us, then just press that request to talk button. On the bottom left uh, is really is that simple. Um, you have lots to talk about, as always, as we do every week. Obviously, we can talk about the 2-0 defeat that we suffered against Barnsley last weekend. How did you see that from uh, from your perspective? Both me and Liam have, have said it's a, a poor performance, probably the, the worst of the season so far. Actually, it was the worst of the season so far. Uh, what went wrong? Uh, any blame to be pointed at anyone? Uh, and we can also talk, uh, obviously, about uh, Darren Moore getting a bit of stick from certain sections of the fan base. Um not agile enough, no plan B. That being said, nominated for August Manager of the Month, or as one fan pointed out, one uh, the, the luckiest Manager of the Month. Not sure I, I agree with that, to be honest. Uh, but we want your reaction to that as well. Uh, like I said, do press that request to talk button on the bottom left uh, and do uh, do join us. Now, with me this week, as he is every week, is uh, Mr. Liam Russell. Liam, mate, how are you? All right, pal? Yeah, all uh, all good. Uh, I said lots to uh, lots to talk about this uh, this weekend. As always, Liam. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, as always, a lot of uh, a lot of voices on Twitter. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, that's, to be fair, every time we get beat, I just kind of I, I grimace and just think, oh God, what's what's going to be said on uh, on Twitter? Some valid, some. Uh, well, some I don't agree with. Let's uh, let's just say, but uh, but yeah, not, you know, it's um, yeah, it can get quite hostile, can't it, on uh, on Twitter? But it is, you know, you can obviously everyone can come up here and have the voice and and share their opinions. Um, but it's not just going to be uh, be us this evening as well. Uh, I'm also going to be joined by uh, Chris Turner. So I'm just trying, just having trouble uh, getting him up to speak so Chris if you just want to press that request to talk button on the bottom left or just accept the uh, the invite and uh, yeah we can uh, we can get your thoughts on, on how the season's gone so far as well um, I'm just going to bring uh, whilst uh, Chris does come up I'm just going to bring uh, Ben into the conversation Ben mate how are you alright pal yeah not bad buddy not bad mate you yeah I'm fine thank you very much uh, despite obviously the the defeat obviously ruined the weekend somewhat but I think I've got over it now and obviously looking forward to to Plymouth at the weekend um, yeah have you have you got over that defeat at the weekend is there anything you, you want to have to say mate yeah it's fans mate that, that game at weekend forget the performance who do we think we are we, I mean before the game I'll be honest I come on here last week didn't say we're going to win 5 and 6 no, that was my opinion yeah you jinxed it didn't you Ben to be fair I did I took the full responsibility but as fans we turn up on Saturday, yeah, band weren't there. And not once did we get behind them. And I owe silver lining, flat as a pancake. There's 20-odd thousand fans there. There's nearly 28,000 in that ground. And 25 of them were our fans. And not once did we get behind them. We just sat in silence. And the second we misplace a pass, from keeper is getting slagged, Palmer getting slagged, every player we're getting slated. And yeah, they didn't turn up, we had a bad game. Why do you, why do you think, think are, it, why do you think that is Ben? Like what, why is a fan base collective? I mean, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not using everyone in that. I know there's some people out there that, you know, that 
that do sing and get behind the, the lads and what have you. But why, why are people like that, Ben? I think people just think you've got a right to be top of the league and hammering teams 5-6-0. But you've got to get behind them, mate. We're not going to play well every single game. We're not going to win every game. Real Madrid don't win every game. They're going to lose at some point. Man City don't win every game. You know what I mean? It's yeah, We've got to get behind them. And, uh, yeah, when things don't go right, why are we getting in the back straight away, mate? It was just terrible. Some of the criticism, uh, Ben, is, uh, of the team has been that we've not actually played well all season, um, despite obviously getting the results that we've that we've got. Do, do you do you agree with that, Ben? Yeah, I mean, I didn't think we played that well at MK Dons. I thought they were terrible. Um, Charlton game, we didn't play that well, but we won. But we're winning, mate. And you know what I mean? Just because we're losing a game, I mean, who's to say if we had got behind him that second half, come out at half time, get right behind him, who's to say we want to win that game at weekend? But it's just toxic, mate. And when they're coming out to that crowd, you know, they're not going to play well, are they? I, I just don't get. Why? I mean, look at our own record last what year and a half. It's been practically flawless, mate. Well, that's and the first. Def- that, that's the first defeat in fifteen games at home okay, in competitive yeah. football. Yeah. And you got people arguing amongst the sends coming out in ground. You got people chanting for manager to go. And I'm not Darren Moore's biggest fan. I've, I've got my gripes with him, but it's one game, mate, and we're absolutely just slating him. Yeah. You know, in the ground, it's let's get behind him. You know, have a good time after game, but. So for a minute one mate it was just terrible and I thought fans were just a disgrace at weekend and I think the club need to try and do something to try and gym up before a game because it was just terrible mate on, you know in stands yeah. I mean they were bad up pitch as well but hopefully that'll just be a one off mate and I'm going down to Plymouth Friday night I want to see a response mate we need to go out there put in a performance and say look it was one off we're here and let's beat him. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Not a happy hunting ground. Uh, you know, three defeats at home park in the last three <clears> visits. Obviously, two of them came last season. So yeah, it's not. Uh, we haven't had uh, had good I, trips I, trips down there, have we? Yeah, true. I got a little worry as well. At weekend because of our bad performance for the last week. I just hope he don't go. You know, un, you know, eleven changes or ten changes. <laughs> I hope he just. You know, look. Yeah, it was bad performance, but we've been getting results. So maybe. I'd swap left back, you know, bring Johnson out, put James back in there. Um, I don't want to see handful of changes, mate. Just odd one or two tops. Yeah, I mean, there's no need to panic, really. Yeah, they were, we were all pretty poor, weren't they? To be fair, on uh, on Saturday, <laughs> Ben. Cheers, uh, cheers, mate. Cheers, thanks, bud. thanks for that. Um, we've got Chris Turner with us uh, with us this evening. Uh, Chris, mate, how are you? All right. Hello, all right. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, Chris. How's uh, how's Very things? I thought, I thought Ben made some. Some fairly uh, good points there. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, in terms of, I mean, did, did you watch the game on on Saturday, Chris? I watched most of it. Yeah, I watched most of it. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, it was a poor performance, weren't it? But I used to hope that you know it, it was a blip because you know I don't think there was any one standout poor performer. It was just kind of poor across the board, really. Well, I, I think I think Saturday uh, was a bit after the Lord Mayor's show after the. Um, um, Forest Green last home game five nil. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I watched that game and and I didn't get carried away with it because because I thought Forest Green was so poor um, that it was very hard to judge. But having said that, how many times in the past that Wednesday um, lost or dropped points against teams like that? But you know, it's a tough league. Every every league's tough. Um, we're we're only a few games into the season. We haven't. I don't think we've hit the form that I think they're capable of um, of of getting to. 
scraped through a few games. I mean, the Charlton game, I thought Charlton were very, very good on the day and some of the results beyond the, the Wednesday game have, have proven that. And I think Charlton will be, I'll be in the, you know, challenging for the playoffs at least come the season. Um, but we win 1-0. Um, Portsmouth, who are, who are currently at the top, I didn't really rate Portsmouth on the day. I thought we gave them three poor goals defensively and they got out of jail, really. Um, so it's been up and down, but 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 that's that's going to be the case because there's so many new players uh, in the squad and one or two's been getting little knocks and the team's not been the same. I said on uh, Alan Biggs' show last uh, Thursday, my opinion, I, I, I pick the best team and stick to the best team, give or take one or two players that you may have to rest or you may change a little bit in formation. I think the possibility, you know, when you bring too many new players in, uh, and you kept and Darren's kept adding to it with a with a winger right on uh, deadline day. Um, you tend you can tend then to be uh, swapping about too many players, changing the positions, changing the players, and that can you know got to get a rhythm. I yeah. think when when you have a new squad of players, which it virtually is, it needs it needs a bit of. Um, uh, might be a bit stop start. Then you start to hit the ground running. Then you get the rhythm, and then in the second half of the season, you know, if we're in the top six anyhow, which I think I can't see us being out of, um, you know, we will get in the top two with a great end to the season. Yeah, um, Chris, have, have you have you had a point in your career where you've had you know, obviously like Sheffield Wednesday now, we've got a big squad, we've got have got some top players that are, that are sat on the bench and not getting the minutes. Have you had you know a time in your managerial career when you've had that no. situation? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I mean, I mean, uh, Hartlepool um, when I had a very good side. We, we never changed the team, never changed the formation. We played the same way home and away, and and I could shut my eyes on the Saturday, Saturday afternoon. No other team playing, we win games. And then when it comes to Sheffield Wednesday, without going into all that again, um, big squad of players, half of them are always injured, couldn't rely on them to train, couldn't rely on them to play. Never really got going at Sheffield Wednesday, in all honesty, because of players uh, that I inherited. And I had nine games with the players that I brought in, just like Darren. And it takes out, I won three, drew three, lost three, I lost my position. But um, it takes time for the players to gel and it takes time. And, you know, and I said when I signed those uh, 10 and 11 players that summer, had to sign players that can handle the crowd. And Ben's comments were spot on, you know, the moans and the groans. Well, it's a big stadium and, you know, 20 odd thousand in. It sounds good, sounds big, but it's half full. And it becomes a big empty stadium when the crowd are against you or crowd are uh, apprehensive. And Saturday, Barnsley. See, Wednesday's playing a style of football, of building up from the goalkeeper through the back uh, three, through the back five, whatever you want to call them, uh, and through midfield and up to the strikers. Well, if the team presses you like Barnsley did, they put you under pressure, you make a mistake, you, 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 you go a goal behind, they keep the press on, you can't get your football flowing. You know, Forrest Green sat off Wednesday, allowed them to pass wherever they wanted to and then create the chance to score the goals. Barnsley didn't do that. They are in Wednesday's faces, made them make mistakes. And then playing on Hillsborough when you're making mistakes or not playing as well, then you've got to go, you've got to go down to the character of a player. And that's why I signed a lot of 
players that, that, that had the experience, you know, your Lee Bullens, your Hecking Bottoms, your Lucases, you know, the, um, and, and, and two or three others, McGovern's, they could handle it because McGovern had played at Bramall Lane and Ellen Road. So they know what it's about. Wednesday have signed a lot of young players with not a lot of experience. So they have to rely on the Barry Bannons, on the Pattersons, on the Gregorys and the goalkeeper as well um, to, to help them through these periods. And, it's, and, and it can be very, very difficult. Yeah, and Chris, one one thing I do want to talk to you about is there's a lot of talk from from the fans that um, that Darren Moore's got no plan B. You know, fans keep banging on about it. As a as a manager, do you have a plan B, or is that just something that the fans keep saying? Well, there is. A, well, it's, I mean, plan B is some sort of mysterious thing that a team has. Well, if we're not playing well, every team has it. If we don't, if you're not playing well, for instance, if you're trying to build out from the back and you're under pressure. You've got to change it, and um, you've got to knock the ball longer. You've got to get the ball up the field, and then you've got to go and press Barnsley, for instance, and make them make mistakes. Football's not a um, um, as as big a tactical. Not at these levels, one and two, uh, probably top half of the championship, certainly Premier League, because it's a it's a talent that you you're playing against. Um, but at our level, at League One level, certainly. Um, you know, I think teams like Rotherham proved to be the case. No great tactics for Rotherham. Get the ball out wide, get in the middle, and Smith will score. And I believe when when we sign Smith, that that would be the plan B. That if we can't play out from the back because we're either we're not playing well, the team aren't allowing us to. Well, we've got to change. Then we've got to hit Big Smith up the front. Either get it up to his chest or get him to flick on for Windass or Gregory to get him behind and push the game up to the opponents. Yeah, I mean another thing as well. I've you know been banging the drum about you know changing formation. I think with the players that we've signed with uh, Mighton and, and Wilkes, especially both that are you know I won't say out and out wingers because obviously um, yeah you know Wilkes can play through the middle, but it looks like yeah. they're both wingers, and obviously we we play with wing backs with that three five two. So I do think formation yeah. will will change as as a when you're in training, Chris. How difficult is it to, to you know to try and train in multiple positions or multiple formations or is it just kind of the norm really well I mean if you're playing with wide players uh, and you bring wide players in and you're going to play wide players I mean they should know uh, you, you know the thing is like, we, we play 3-5-2 and we play 3 that's formation well seemingly yeah. for most of last season especially the latter half yeah. obviously we've started yeah. that way as well um, you know yeah. is, is, is it you know obviously I've never watched a, a training session or anything like that and I'm sure there's many people listening that, that also haven't as well but you know yeah. is it, it's, it's easy for a fan just to say well I'll just play 4-2-3-1 or 4-3-3 yeah. or whatever well, but I mean, it's not, it's not know, as easy as that is it no no not at all not at all. Um, the easiest system to play and to coach, you would say, is four four two, three five two, and then four three three, and then you're going on to the men, the men in the hall, and all this, you know, your number tens. Um, but no, I mean, your training, your training would be all around your your, um, your system, um, how to get balls, uh, change the play quickly, so that you know when you're playing with uh, wing backs. The, the aim of the game is to get the ball down one side and get it across to the other side as quickly as possible and exploit the opposition where obviously they, they will be at the weakest. Um, movement of your front players and movement of your mid play, midfield players to get on the ball. So you work your training through the week like that 
work on the crossing from the full backs or your wing backs, movement in the box, and getting on the end of crosses and making sure that you ring the box on the outside for when balls are popping out, that you're picking the loose balls up, having shots, getting out wide again, etc., etc. And you work your training through the week to that. Um, and um, if you're going to play a team that either match you up or, or you know, if they have a press on you, then you've got to have something else up your sleeve. Yes. And it's not too difficult. I'm sure they will have. Uh, or should have, um, but 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 uh, th- apparently yeah. don't seem to show it. Yeah, only time will tell. I know he did switch to you know that four two three one late on in, in the Barnsley yeah. game when he made them four substitutions. So yes. yeah, I think yes. I think only time will tell. But you, but you, you know, I mean, how do I explain this? Is that is that is that when you're on the sideline, it's one man, one man, the manager, and everybody else is telling him what to do, <laughs> and the one man knows how his team can do things the best way. And what I would say is be patient. And I know it's difficult to be patient. Give Darren Moore this season. Give him the opportunity. Don't turn against him. Get behind him and the players. They're by far good enough to be in the playoffs minimum. I think they they can become good enough to be in the top two. But if you destroy them by booing them and shouting at the manager, and, uh, you know, um, I I don't think the chairman and the owner is the the most patient man in the world as well. Uh, I just hope that that, um, he is allowed to manage and do his job and he'll sink or swim obviously with the results and the performances but i i think i think you know there's enough there's a there's plenty of time um to yeah. to, uh, to to get it going again yeah definitely cheers uh, cheers for that chris do stick around chris if you can if you if you want to drop off then that's absolutely fine obviously no do problem. get involved with the discussions just to bring uh, tom in as well tom mate how are you all right mate yeah, good. Thank you. Yourself? Yeah, I'm fine. Fine. Just a word as well. If anyone wants to, um, you know, fire any questions to Chris, then then feel free. I'm sure they'll be more than happy to uh, to answer them. Uh, Tom, what do you want to talk about, mate? How, how do I follow Chris Turner? How, do I, <laughs> how, how can I do? Do you know what I mean? Do, I don't <laughs> know, do, do, show me, Tom. Show me how you follow Chris Turner. Come on, right, Tom. Well, I want fire away. <laughs> I request a talk from what Ben said, really, and it's a good point that he made regarding the fans and expectations. And it takes me back to when Carlos brought that winning feeling, that winning mentality of a team will come to Willsworth and sit in and after probably an hour that you'd hear moans and groans because the fans were just expecting us to, to beat teams and that's what it's starting to feel like now. And I think somebody put a tweet out that Darren Moore's brought back the expectation of winning and a lot of people mm. need to realise that. It's not, it's not just happened overnight. Darren Moore's assemb- assembling, as we've said and others have said, he's assembling something good on and off the pitch. And that's not just Darren, it's his, obviously, directors and whatnot. So I think people need to give, give him time, as, as, as Chris has just said. And just one other thing, um, how would how would a bricky or a plasterer feel if Darren Moore walked onto the building site on Monday morning and started telling them what tools to use and how to do their job? They won't like it, would they? So why are all these fans who tend to be football managers at three o'clock but do all the trades Monday to Friday, they seem to feel that they know everything in inside out. It's just getting it's getting a bit annoying really to for everybody just calling for more Z based on one poor performance in seven. 
Yeah, I, I think that's just the. I think that's just football in general. You know, when, when we're there on a, like I said, uh, when we sign the stands, we, we all know better. And I think when when he made that decision to put um, put James on instead of uh, well, instead of uh, McGuinness, and everyone were thinking, oh, Darren, what you're doing? You know, everyone can see that uh, you know, it should have been Johnson that should have come off. And uh, you know, everyone, I think everyone falls foul of that. I know, I know what you mean. You know, do have to know call for his head and, and things like that but I think that's just uh just nature of uh of football and I suppose you, you, right. you know you become a football manager and I think you have to expect that you're going to get that sort of that sort of criticism whether it's right or whether it's wrong you know it, it probably is totally wrong but that, I think that's just the the nature of the beast but yeah you, you are right like everyone um I, when I always um we only see the 90 minutes of football we might see a few snippets of the training but you don't really see anything in that you know very rarely do the the, the players come out and or, or even Darren Moore and tell you what you've, they've been doing in in the week so we we don't see a great deal all we hear is that you know someone's injured and they're not playing it they're not going to be playing on Saturday and sometimes we don't even hear that so like like what Chris said, yeah, you, you have to trust that. You know, I I always see when people say well, he's not made a change or he's, you can see it's not working. I always think that they've obviously been working on something in training, and he trusts you know that, that it's going to come good. You know, I don't think there's been any games where we've been we've been hammered at all, and I, and I think you could say that all last season there was only probably one or two where we've actually been properly beat. Like to be fair, we we're probably a we beat ourselves in in terms of like you know conceding late goals and things like that. So you know he's probably thinking he's just getting a bit unlucky and, and you know things are gonna are gonna fall in the uh, in the right place. But yeah, I certainly think we've got to uh, got to trust uh, trust the system. Uh, Tom, cheers for that. I'm just gonna bring uh, Nick up as well. He's been patiently waiting. I'm sure he'll be in the car like he is every week, uh, off to wherever he's going. Nick, you there, mate? No, oh, there, yeah. there we go. He's in the car, look. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on my way to tra- on my way to training, mate. <laughs> go um, on, Nick. What do you want to say, mate? Yeah, yeah it was just a, a very quick point around this mythical Plan B, and then it was a question for Chris Turner, if that's all right. Yeah, fire away, mate. Um, so I think this I've, I've been watching, um, and I know we're not on the same level by any means, but I've been watching the um, the Arsenal documentary on Amazon over the last couple of days. Oh yeah, I think it's been very interesting to see when, when Arteta's giving a team tour, maybe at half-time, for example. And um, he's not necessarily, like we, we think, oh, right, plan B, you need to go from a 5-3-2, uh, a 3-5-2 into a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1 and, and completely change. It was interesting just to see little tweaks that they made, what he made. And basically, the example I'm, I'm thinking of is when they were playing Chelsea. And all he was saying is to, to his defenders is, Lukaku's standing 10 yards behind you every time and he's dragging you back to make us play further back. What I want you to do is step up and then he'll be offside mm. and we'll take that and what have you. And I was thinking about the amount of times that you don't necessarily, you know, reviews and stuff like that. There's not been a massive change or anything like that. But how many times do you hear the difference was so-and-so stepped further up the pitch or, or the team started playing five yards higher or they stopped so-and-so from playing? Um, so I don't think, you know... Maybe this mythical plan B doesn't exist. Maybe it's just a manager or Darren Moore or Chris Turner when he was managing, actually identifying something that's happening in the game, having a word in a player's ear and just saying, 
you need to stop their number seven from playing. Well, you've got you mul- you've got multiple skills and and things up your up your sleeve that you can do. It isn't just a case of just putting your subs on and and changing the position that they that they play in. Like you know, there's if anyone plays football manager and you look at all the player instructions. I know football manager is probably a poor example because obviously in real life mm-hmm. you can tell someone anything you want, but you know j- j- that gives you an example there of all the little things and all the nuances that you can that you can give. You know keep white you want to keep to the touchline play inside more there's loads of things that you can that you can tweak and unless you're sat next to Darren Moore I know there's some people and I know Gem. I don't know if she's still still listening she sits very close to to Darren Moore so probably listen you can probably hear much more than than others but unless you're going to you know hear every single instruction that's been said and if you're sat in that uh, that dressing room how are you to know that things things aren't changing subtly and again you know there's You've got the opposition as well. You've got they're also changing things all the time, and just sometimes you just get beat by a team that's you know. And I think Saturday was a case. The the outthought us, out out battled us, and you know everything else. I don't think they were you know um, in terms of skill level. I don't think Barnsley were anywhere near where where we are. But they just you know they got it right on the day, and we didn't. And that's just you've just got to accept that. And that's that's just football. Go on, Nick. What was your question for Chris Turner as well? Yeah, a question for Chris Turner is uh, he mentioned about when I remember the summer when he brought in the likes of like um, I think it was like Glenn Wheel and Chris Brunt and what have you, and and we brought in a lot of players again. We were obviously sticking or appear to be sticking to this three-five-two, and my question was, if you're bringing in a player such as a Malik Wilt, such as an Alex Mighton, who have been very used to playing a different formation for say three or four years how long or how difficult is it for them to change to your way of football if that makes sense yeah um it can take a long time and some 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 players may may not um may not adjust i mean uh, Mighton's uh, a wide player um so you know d- d- is it being is it being uh, playing in a team where he's expected to track back is he expected to run inside and let the full back over there's lots and lots of different um uh, things for the player to uh, to come on board and you as a coach or manager to find out you don't know about a player really until you're working with him every day on the training ground and you get inside the player's head and you find what um, is 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 best his best assets are. Um, it, 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 it you know if you're going to play with Smith in the team for me you've got to have consistent crosses going into the box, which I think was showed in the first half against Portsmouth, but he didn't start the game. Um, and, and and he proved at Rotherham he's a handful in the area in the penalty box. And so you've got to play for that. So that's why I say plan B may be Smith goes on and we get and we get uh, hit a few more direct balls into the penalty box. Um, but but no, when you sign the players, you know, you've obviously got some sort of feedback on them and seen them and looked at them watched but until you're actually working with them on the training ground um, that's when you find out about the player and as, as it was suggested earlier you know only watching snippets and hearing snippets the manager will know is trusted 11 for Saturday and how they play and and you know guilty myself because my wife used to say say on go home on a Saturday and say why didn't you put them substitutes on earlier <laughs> And I'd say, and I'd be thinking, shut up, what you're on about, you know? And um, but 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 it's true because hindsight's a wonderful thing, Chris. Hindsight's a wonderful a wonderful thing. But you do tend, as a manager, to go with what you're thinking and what you know is best. Um, and maybe you know, 
so, some managers can do it because they get frustrated straight away. I mean, Barry Fry was a great one. He, Barry Fry just turned, just changed three players in one hit, 45 minutes, three players second half, and he might get a result. And if he does, he's a wonder manager. But how many times does that work? It doesn't very often work yeah. uh, like that. Yeah. So, you know, he, the manager, he knows his players inside out and he knows what's best and he because he works with them every day of the week. Yeah, definitely. Um, just going to uh, move on to Matt. Before I do that, Chris, I've got another, another question just in terms of signings. Obviously, whenever players sign, obviously they do the first interview and I, I don't think there's been one that signed and, and not said that the reason why they've come to Sheffield Wednesday is it's obviously to work with Darren Moore. You know, he's uh, he's, he's sold them the dream and, and things like that, and and he's they obviously want you know want to be on board with, with his vision and everything. Now Giles Cook, who said he was going to be here, but as always, he's uh, fashionably late. Um, obviously, he's on the podcast. You know, most I want to say most weeks he hasn't been recently, but anyway, he um, Giles often says that you know it's not that it's, it, you know Sheffield Wednesday has that pull anyway, and and really the players. A, a signing for the club, not really signing for the manager. What do you obviously the, the players say they signed for Darren Moore? Giles thinks it's just the club, but where do you stand on that? Is it you know, are, are they signing for Darren Moore? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think Darren must play some 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 sort of part because when you, yeah, Sheffield Wednesday will will attract players, and then once again going back to the it's the crowd, you know, it's it's the um, it's the history of the club, it's the stadium, it's a twenty thousand plus crowd. Uh, when when everything's going well, there's nowhere better to play. There's all them scenarios, but the manager has to sell him and. Uh, the 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 um, the project to the player, what the manager's trying to do, and also what the manager sees in the player. So if I'm a player going to a club, you want to know well what's 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 your plans for me? What's um, you know what? How do you see me fitting into the team? Where what do you want me to do? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And the manager then has to come across and um, sell the club. And uh, you know, it, it, sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's difficult. Difficult signing players for Hartlepool, I must tell you, because <laughs> it was right up in the northeast, and a lot of players didn't know where it was. So I used to meet the players at Weatherby, get them sign the forms, and then when they come the first day at Hartlepool, they go crikey, this is a long way up here, isn't it? <laughs> so you know, uh, but Sheffield Wednesday will will sell seventy five percent of it. No, no danger. Yeah, definitely. Just like Chris. Uh, I'm just going to bring Matt on as well. I've been patiently waiting. Matt, how are you, mate? You all right? Yeah, not too bad. Finally, over the weekend, I think we've all moved on from it, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, how, how did you how did you feel at, at, well, I don't want to say full-time, how did you feel at, during points of that game? Because it was a bit grim, weren't it? I tell you what, I'm really grateful. My little lad was in the car with me when you were on the um, when you opened up the uh, spaces on Saturday night because I think I'd have really properly lost my head on Saturday, <laughs> which was quite nice. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing that I suppose, like having a bit of time to kind of reflect on it, the thing that I kept thinking and coming away and kind of listening to and seeing, obviously, I know Twitter's only a, like, a microcosm of obviously the fan base, and it is it is really nice to come on and hear people, obviously, on on the spaces that you run talk about, you know, it being a blip and it being a one-off, and it not it wasn't good enough. There's no shine away from that fact, but also, I mean, the thing that I came away with, similar to what you said and then said on the podcast, Barnsley had a plan. They executed it really well. They struck at what they've clearly seen as weak points, pinpointed that in the game on Saturday. And, you know, I mean, you can't really say much other than that, really. Um, I think it's been quite interesting this week. Some of 
for some of our fans, the arrogance that they've got, how dare the opposition have a plan and carry it out <laughs> over the past couple of um, over like matches. So it's really interesting. Yeah, um, I think the defeats are going to happen, aren't they, over the course of the season? I think what, you know, obviously the, the defeat against Peterborough all right, went down to 10 men, but we, we bounced back and followed that up with, you know, a 2 0 win at Bolton and then a 5 0 win against Forest Green. That, that That's. You know, if that that's going to happen over the course of the season, it's just the way that we that we come back from those defeat those defeats, isn't it, Matt? Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, you mentioned Shrewsbury, I think it was on the um, podcast that was released on Monday. Yeah, that was I mean, the, the that, worst game ever, I think, I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely, absolutely freezing as well. Chucked it down before the game, twenty minute walk to the ground, and then had to stand and watch that absolute shower on the day, which was, you know, a real shame. Um, I suppose the, the the question I have was basically just off what. Um, Chris was talking about earlier when he was talking about systems and coaching. My question was really how realistic and how often when you change a system in the game, do you actually see that come off? Because we as fans all stand and scream, oh, we've, we've chucked these wingers on and we're trying to do something different and trying to shift about a shape. Realistically, how difficult is that in the middle of a game to actually implement? Because, I mean, Darren said it on... Uh, Saturday after the game, I, I don't know. We've, I know you guys have spoken about it previously. A manager can only do so much. And Iheko came out after the game and said, you know, it's up, it's up to us as players to go out once you cross that white line and actually implement it. I just thought it'd be interesting to hear from his perspective as a manager how how often, if you do change a shape, number one, how difficult it is, and two, how often does it actually have a, a real effect on the on the change, you know, on the rest of the game. Well, I mean, it can it can work both ways. Um, you can you can be losing one nil and two nil in a particular shape, throw, throw in two wide players in to try and get yourself back in, and that may that could even make it worse um, rather than better. And then occasionally it may make it better, um, and 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 uh, a goal a goal comes back, and then you see teams from two nil down turn around the game and either get the draw two two, or or win um, or win three two. I mean, a, a quick one back on Wednesday when I was manager, we played Reading at Hillsborough one day, Alan Pardew, and they were absolutely slaughtered us in the first half. Two nil at half time could have been five. Kevin Pressman had kept us in the game with two or three world class saves. And I was going down the tunnel at half-time and I'm thinking to myself, Christ, what can I say to these boys? If I hammer them, it could just put them down under. So what I did, quickly, quickly thought off my feet. I said, look, three things. One, we've got to get in Reading's faces. We're giving them too much time. Let's show some passion. Win win the first ball, win the second ball, etc. Get in the faces. Squeeze up the field. Win the second balls and get the balls up to the front bend with quality in and around the field. But the last point is, we must score the next goal. Well, we went out second half on 1-3-2, and everybody thinks they must have, must have ripped into the players. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, I'm just, um, I've, just, I've just brought that up. Goals from Alan Quinn, Gerald Sabon, and Alan well, Johnston that day, yeah. Well, no, Chef Gikuchi scored the first goal from about 25 yards. Yeah, did he? Maybe I'm looking it, at the it, wrong one. <laughs> it, thundered, it thundered one in. It thundered one in. But you see, you know, you've got to make changes. Uh, you don't have to make changes necessarily to the uh, shape of the team, but you've got to you've got to make changes, especially now when you can use five substitutes. Um, it's um, 
you know, you're changing half your outfield players. So if you're losing and you've got a good half an hour to go, you may as well put three or four subs on and change the impact of the game. And yeah. and it's it's getting the next goal, you know. Wednesday two nil down the bars, getting their next goal um, would have been so important. And I think you, you you change the game, change the mindset of the opponents, changes the mindset of the, of the Wednesday team. Yeah, I, I, I honestly think that on, on Saturday... Matt, just want to just mute your microphone, mate. It's just yeah, a bit of, bit of feedback. Yeah, I, I honestly think that when Gregory had that chance at, at 1-0 on Saturday... If that goes in... If that goes in... Yeah, yeah. I, I think if that went in, you know, I think we had the momentum at that point. You know, I, th- yeah. I think I think they just hit the bar as well, so it kind of r- yeah. riled the crowd up. And if that had gone in, I think we'd have probably gone on and, and won the yeah. game 2-1, uh, to be fair. But obviously, you know, alas, that never... That never happened. Um, yeah, I no. just want to um, just want to move on and bring Aaron on if I can. Aaron, mate, how are you? you all right? Yeah, I'm all right, pal. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine, thanks. What do you want to have to say, Aaron? After Saturday, watching that game, I just think Barnsley out fought us, had more passion than us, and it weren't the best game of the season we've had. But move on to Plymouth and hopefully sort it out. Yeah, do, I mean, does that disappoint you that? They kind of out for us in a you know South Yorkshire derby. Do you think the the players looked a bit complacent? I dare say, or you know what what did you think with the with the, with the reason for us getting beat? I think they are. I think Joe, because the expectation of us winning the league and we should be going out every week battering every team. I think that's like they must have seen some of that and that's got to them. But I think we just need to get back to ground level and sort it out to be honest with you. I just think we were complacent a bit too ever confident in the fact that we could beat every team in the league but uh, yeah yeah well obviously yeah got Plymouth on on Saturday I mean one one positive to take from alright it was it was last week now obviously the transfer deadline day came and went and it was pretty much pretty uneventful uh, I suppose much to the uh, you know gladness of uh, of Alex I'm sure he were, he were happy with that in the end Um Obviously, we kept all those players, and Darren Moore's come out and said that four players did have championship interest. You know, obviously, it's great that we've been able to keep hold of of those players. Of course, he never divulged into who those were. I'm sure we can. Uh, I'm sure we can guess. But you know, keeping that squad together was was key, weren't it, uh, Aaron? Yeah, yeah. Well, it is a key thing to keep all our main players. Um, just, I think if we'd got rid of them four players who did have interest, then maybe it could have gone different. But I'm just happy we have kept the main squad together. Great stuff, Aaron. Cheers, mate. Do uh, do appreciate. It. I'm just going to uh, um, let me just bring the next person up. I'll uh, I'll come to you, Elliot. You've been waiting, Elliot, mate. How are you? you? All right, mate. Yeah, very well. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you very much. Uh, what do you want to have to say, Elliot? Well, I think I, put, I I think I put a comment on you know when you said about this podcast um, going to be done today. Um, yeah. My take of the Barnsley match. I think. The problem is, I'll, I love Darren Moore. I think his recruitment's been spot on. I think it couldn't have been any better for what he could have asked for from last season. And, and we've improved our, our depth and our main spine of our team. But I think the Barnsley game really does highlight the the problem with the formation we've currently got. I, I'm not. It's not a formation I, I personally like. It, it wouldn't be one, um, you know what I mean? I, I'm a bit of an old-fashioned, I like wingers personally. That's where I think... Um, some good teams shine, but I think what I was noticing, especially on Bar- against Barnsley, was um, obviously when Marvin and Palmer were pushing forward uh, and obviously playing that wing back role, 
um, because of, I don't know if it's just a mentality thing or because of issues that have been arising, Bannon had to keep covering um, Marvin on the left and Byers had to keep covering Palmer on the right. And I think Palmer had a good game. To be fair, I can't really criticise him too much. I think Marvin had the, probably one of the worst games, which I, I do feel bad for him for that. But it left Bacon on his own in midfield and that's where Barnsley were winning everything and were winning that whole battle. That whole game was won in midfield. They usually are. It's a, it's a phrase that gets thrown around a lot is games uh, one and four in midfield. Um it's it's unfortunate. I think having Wilkes and Martin on the wing playing a four three three allows that midfield to play how they need to play and win that ball back how they usually win it. I think play yeah letting Bannon and Byers cover on the on the wings and the fullback role isn't allowing anything in midfield. You can see it when we go back and we go back to our defence. Um, and they're passing it about. There's nobody in midfield dropping off and picking up the ball. There's no buyers or Bannon or Bakington is not dropping back and saying, give me the ball, let me turn, and let me create some move, movement with it. None of that is going off. They're either too far forward or they're too far back. There's no there's no middle ground where we can pick up that ball and move it, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, the, the only thing to... To, to say against that is obviously we played three five two for much of the the second half of last season or pretty much all of the second half last season and you know you look at the the stats and everything and you know points won were regularly at the top or if not the the top four points uh, points picked up you know in in the calendar year and still are you know now obviously we're fourth in the league we've only lost two games one of them mainly down to the fact that we went down to ten men um, so I think Darren, Darren will just come back and say that. Three five two. All right. Although it didn't work against Barnsley, on, on the whole, it it has been working. Would you not? Would you not agree with that? Or do you think that there's been signs in other games as well? No, I, I get what you're saying, and yeah, I, th- I think actually it it has been working. I'm not going to sit there and say it hasn't, or it's been it's a massive flop, and it it's just something we're not changing. There have been a couple of signs in some other games. I think um, I was at the Bolton match, and while we played well, and we had a we had a Good game that match. I, I was impressed. I think there are there are signs where, like you know, playing against Forest Green, for example, they're not going to do great this season. No offense to any Forest Green fans, that you never know could be listening. But um, it works against teams like that because we've got that ability. We do have a great ability. We have a good squad. We should be up there because of how good our squad is. But I think there are signs, and Peterborough and Barnsley have both exposed the weaknesses of uh, that formation um, and those crosses down on the left-hand side. They're, they're on name, uh, Marvin's side every single time. It's not... It, Portsmouth especially was um, three crosses from that left-hand side. Yeah, defenders mm-hmm. should be picking that up in, in the centre-back position. They should have won that. I'll not um, shy of criticism from that. But the problem is it's they've managed to expose it, these different teams, um, every time. Yeah. And when it's going wrong... Darren said in the sixth minute against Barnsley, he noticed it wasn't going well. So why wasn't it changed? Why wasn't it changed sooner? Why weren't things quickly swapped around and noticed? Hang on, the 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 batch, they're all over us here. As Aaron said, they were they were completely out battling us. There was it was almost like not a single pass we could do was going anywhere. It it was completely wayward passing. I don't know what happened on Saturday. I don't know if it's just some massive off game that everyone's had. Um, and yeah. I really do hope it's that we bounce back against Plymouth, but it's it comes noticeable when you can tell what our weaknesses are, and that these teams are exploiting it, and nothing get 
nothing gets changed. It's like, yeah, it might work one week. Um, we might be Accrington 4 0, the 3 5 2, brilliant. But then you play um, Ipswich, who know, right, I know left hand side, I know I can get in behind um, Marvin, so I'm going to put a full back and I'm going to put a, wing, a winger to attack them on that left side every time. I'm just going to whip crosses in the whole, whole match. Uh, and one of these points, someone is going to not pick up the man and it's going to be a headed goal, easy as you like. So not even even an ounce of thought, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, Ellie, Ellie, you make some great points there. I think Ben wants to uh, wants to make a point. He's got his hands up and I'll, I'll come back to you, Ellie. Go on, Ben. Yeah, just a quick one really for Chris, mate. Um, not really so much on the formation, but it's the tactics playing out from the back, really. The one thing Darren Moore's obsessed with is just rolling out from the back. I'd love, obviously, someone like Chris to explain what managers in this day and age seem to get from this rolling out from the back. Because you see so many teams now, I mean, you watch every game on TV, the centre-halves are taking the goal kick, tap it to the keeper, or tap it to the centre-half. Then we're just rolling it out. And the number of times this season where we're rolling it out and getting it to opposition, it drives me crackers, mate. Mm, and, mm. I mean, Bolton away a couple of weeks ago, we won 2 nil just before we scored. Rolled it out to their player, and he should have scored. And luckily, yeah. missed the fitter. Uh, so yeah, I'd love Chris to explain what managers, you know, seeing this rolling out and why we persist well, with it. Really. Well, I've got to be. Uh, I've got to say, I, I I don't like it myself. I don't. I don't find it. Um, well, I think the way to combat it is exactly what Barnsley did on Saturday. They weren't going to allow Sheffield Wednesday to play out so easily from the back. Um, it, it, it's. Um, it's the modern. It's what was it would say. It's a modern day way coaching. You're seeing lots of teams doing. It. It's as though if we don't start with a goalkeeper rolling the ball to the centre half from a free kick, sorry, sorry, from a short goal kick, or rolling it out from the back, I'm not playing the way football should be played. I'm totally the opposite of that. You play football to suit your players. You play football, which is the best way to get the ball in the back of the opponent's net, certainly in the penalty area of the opponent to put them under pressure. Now, the thing, one thing from Sheffield Wednesday's game last Saturday, if I'm Plymouth on Saturday, the first thing Plymouth are going to be, they're going to come out the traps on Saturday because, and that'll be thereafter, you know, Liverpool, uh, great prime example. Um, Van Dyke gets the ball. He knocks the ball sixty yards. I know he's got some uh, some lively forwards and they find the space, etc. But they don't. You know, they, they, even the top players are getting caught out, giving giving balls away and and everything else. And as I said earlier, if you're not going to, you know, you only want one bad pass, one bad mistake, one goal to go behind from a bad pass. It drains the confidence of everybody else at the back. But because they've been taught to play that way and keep playing that way, and I'm just as frustrated as anybody else when I see it. And I think to myself, wow, what's that all about? You know, because as I you know, said uh, earlier as well, if if Barnes is pressing us and putting us under pressure, then squeeze the, put, mm. squeeze the game up the field. The, go, the goalkeeper that we've got has got one of the longest kicks in the game. And once again, when I knew that we were signing him, because when he played for Wickham, obviously with their centre-forwards, he got the ball down the field as quickly as he could. And Akin Fangwa and the other big boy up front, um, they, 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 they held it up. And you're playing the game in the opponent's third, final third. Now, what happens then... Barnsley, such as Barnsley, then start dropping off deeper because the ball's going longer. Then you'll be able to start to play from the back. But if you keep throwing out from the back, even when you're going to be under pressure, 
you're going to soon lose confidence. And I saw it draining away at times last Saturday and Barnsley could have had a couple of more goals from it. You're right, Bolton should have scored. And if they'd have gone 1-0 up, Bolton um, could have been a different game. Uh, for me, you, you, you play the game... Um, um, in the opponents are first. Yeah, and win the battle. Yeah, Chris, get on top. That's that's my. That's why I used to say we've got to win the battle first. Tom's we've got. Tom's got his hand up. I think he's going to try and explain what why we why we play out from the back for you, Ben. For, for me, it's a style that he's tried to implement since he's since probably a year ago. And if yeah. if, he, if he sees it, he's working, then why 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 go against it or how you want to play? If you're gonna go, if you're gonna go down, go down playing your way. Don't bow into something that you don't believe in. I know. No, I, Chris, I know Chris has mentioned that he's got his philosophy and his ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that Darren's playing the wrong way. Uh, I, I, I just saying like the the last caller. Um, I, I get frustrated like he does because when when the centre half's just made a mistake and it may not be in a goal or not. He really don't want the ball given to him back straight away, and and, and when they do do it, and he loses it again, yeah, you, you start to crack the cracks. Then start to appear in the performance. Yeah, I think you, I think you need a lot of trust in your in your centre backs that you that you're passing it to it. as well. And they've got they have got to be good at good at the feet. But I think the the reason why the teams play out from the back is if when you take a goal kick that the you know you've got what twenty players all concentrated in one area of the pitch. And I think if you look at, um, at numbers and stats, which Darren Moore clearly does, because you look at the signings that he's made, they're all you know top of the stats for for various metrics and what have you. I think you know how many times you see a goal kick and the defender centre half big header and that's it and, it and it's back where it's came from and, and how many times that's, do you uh, coming on that though mate go on um, I mean I look, last season for me one of our best performances last season Wigan away we mixed it up that game we mixed. went long sometimes and goal kicks and yeah sometimes we played it out but for me we won a, probably our best away performance last season yeah. we mixed it up but I think in, 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 in terms of I'm all for sorry. go on yeah go on no, I'm all for playing out against like teams like Forest Green, Vale hours to play. But mm. at weekend, we first two passes, everyone in Stain could see it's not working. So mm. after the third, fourth, fifth pass, do you not think, actually, it's yeah. not working, let's just go a bit longer and yeah, mix it up a bit? I get that. There does need to be a bit of variety. Cause it, but what you're trying yeah. to do is, you, you, you know, the first time you do it, nobody nobody closes you down but then then you get one one attacker come on to you then they nearly get the ball so next time you do it they're going to have two next time there's three and then and then before you know it they've committed far too many men forward trying to because they're gambling on the fact that you're going to lose possession um you don't a couple of passes and and they you know your midfielders are free and they've they've got that space that they're not going to get when mm. when you're playing it long from a from a goal kick I'll, so I'll I do, now, it, 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 it is risky i do get it and yeah. you know sometimes you're thinking you, you've got your heart in your mouth but you know, you know, I, I was watching, you know, watching Man City at the weekend, um, you know, and, and, and when they're doing it, I've watched them yesterday as well. And, you know, there was times where I'm thinking if this were at Hillsborough, there'd be, there'd be cries for just to get it forward. But I know. Yeah, can I, know, I just say that? Can I just say that? It's, it's the tempo of the pass yeah. and the way you implement it. Yeah, like I said, you, you, you have to have just, the right players. In, in, you've got to have it. the right players and they've got to be able to control the ball in tight situations and they've got to handle the ball with a man right up behind them and accept the ball when the man up behind them and know what to do about it. When you've got players like that, I'm all for it. You know, regular. I think the best word was mix it up. 
kick some long, throw some out. You know, uh, you very rarely see the keepers now get the ball and, and distribute it fast, throw it out wide to a full-back or a wider player or a midfield player and set the counter-attack. It's generally let everybody get settled down and here we go, we'll start from the back. Yeah. It's all, you've, got, you've got 11 players. To yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's it's almost like turning to American football where they have the set, play, yeah. set players in terms of yeah. the, the way that they've, they've done it in training and the, everyone's in the positions that they need to need to be in. Uh, I see Tom's got his hand up. I've also got Paul, Peter and Gav who have not come to us. I will come to you in a second, but I just want to let Tom just uh, just carry on. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it quick then. So, just a couple of points. When I think what managers look at now and teams look at is if you're kicking it long, it becomes a 50-50 ball straight away. So, obviously, if you're rolling it out from the back, you're going to retain possession more. So, I think clubs look at that. And, it, and yeah, Chris is spot on with the weight of the ball and the confidence and the people that you're giving that ball to. If For, for us, if we've got Ben Hennigan wanting to be a ball-playing centre-half, it, it, it doesn't work. Yeah. Another thing I'm playing out from the back... How many times in a game would you say we, we, we play out? Probably, would you say about a dozen, James? Just as a, I, I don't know. I'd, I'll have to. It's not something I've counted yet. Give me a start. It's just a random. Because if we play out a dozen times, maybe once it is going to not go as smooth as possible. So look at the ratios there. And I, I, it'd be good to go back and see the goals or the chances we've created and how many have come from playing out from our own 18-yard box. Yeah, I must admit, that obviously there were two, weren't there? Equa had one way, just just playing past it to their player. Uh, and then obviously Stockdale uh, did the same, that passed the back yeah. and were never on in a, in a month for Sundays. But you know, they didn't, you know, right, they hit the bar, but the, the goals didn't come from their mistakes. So you, you could say we got away with it. But that you, when you do that, you suppose you, you have got to, you know, you have got to live, live the, you're living the life on the edge, and it is a bit of a risk, but it's also a risk on on their part if they're closing you down. And I've, I've once, I've alluded to this before. I think it was Fulham, where one game when where they got promoted to the to the Premier League when we were in the champ, and it's the first time I'd seen playing out from the back, and I was thinking, oh, we're going to get it in a minute. You know, they keep doing it. Why do they keep doing it? They, they only give you the ball away. The next minute, they, they clipped it over the top, and I think it was Tom Clever that ran ran through and and scored, and it was one nil. And and I, and I just I turned to who I was sat with, and I was like, "Well, that's exactly why they do that." Then, <laughs> Joe, no, made myself no, like a right, made myself like a right idiot. Um, Tom, cheers for cheers for that. Uh, PT, been waiting patiently. Uh, how are you, mate? You're right. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Yourself? Yeah, all, all fine. It's been a, a good a good discussion so far. So uh, yeah, yeah, keep it, keep, podcast, keep it going, mate. Uh, I, Chris mentioned something right at the start, and I can't believe nobody's picked up on it. The one word he used is character, and he, and when 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 the so called Plan A failed on Saturday. The the go-to plan that every team should have is a bit of character. And for me, on on Saturday, uh, I'll, I'll I'll discount the three defenders. I offer Equa and uh, uh, who was the other one coming out me? Uh, McGuinness. McGuinness. I'll discount them. So I think I think they were pretty blameless on 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 Saturday. The, the other the other eight players showed very little, if any, character, and as Chris said, that that I mean for me that's that's your that's your plan A, mm. your plan B can be a tactics, mm. uh, and uh, uh, Wednesday showed absolutely, other than the three defenders showed, it for me it was a minus character on Saturday they were they were spineless they really were, uh, having said that. Uh, the, foot, the, the, the way we play, we've just been discussing this at length, playing out from the back, 
it's the worst it's the worst formation the worst style of play you can play if it's going right if it's going well it's the greatest but it's the greatest mm-hmm. style of play yeah there's getting away from that yeah, there's uh, a, there's a lot of groans in there. I don't know where what it's like. Is, yeah. What it's like where you sit, Peter. But I sit on yeah. the north stand near Me near too. the cop, yeah. and um, and yeah, there's 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 a lot of a uh, lot of groans and what have you. When when we do start, you know, when it does get a bit hairy and what have you. And but it's like you mentioned it right at the start. It's it's the it's the two, the two the two things, and you're never going to get away from it now. The expectations of the fans of the 25, 26,000 or whatever it is, 22,000 that turn up every week <clears throat> to watch. Uh, and on top of that, if you add into it the poisonous social media, the po- the poison, because we can be on here tonight and it, it, it's around the world in seconds. We know that. So that, and I saw I saw a tweet this afternoon. I think Joe, Joe Cran uh, put something out about Dennis Adenaran's injury. And within a few minutes, he's got he's got guys on his back saying we should never have signed him. He's a crock, you know. People literally slagging the kid off for getting injured. I, that guy don't want to be injured. He wants to be out playing football. You know, the guy's never got anything else but a big smile on his face. And you've got you've got his family, you've got his friends, you've got probably himself reading those comments. And all all these so-called Wednesday fans can do is get on there and berate him. I mean, it's just it's absolutely crap. It really is. I mean. I know, I know. Chris is listening. They were, they were, they were. The social media wasn't, wasn't like this when he was a manager or a player. Thanks. <laughs> um, no, it was a message board in them days. Of course, it was. Yeah, and, and that it was, was it. Yeah, and you could, and you could, you could, you could delete it or you could just switch it off. But you yeah. can't, can't escape it now. You really can't. Yeah. So, well, yeah. What I, what I would say against that, well, not against that. I'm totally agree with everything you've said there. Is is, is that. Um, uh, the players themselves go on social media, you know, when they win games, when they lose games, they've got to accept the the criticism that's going to come their way. And that's what I say about Carrington. They're signing for the big club with big support, with big expectations. Uh, and, and that's why the manager has to sign players that has... Oh, he believes. I mean, I remember first game, uh, my uh, short period in uh, with the new players, Colchester. We lost Colchester two or three nil at home, and Lee Bullen said to me after the game, he says, "Gaffrey said I played at Ibrox and I played at Parkhead." He says, at two minutes to three, the ner- the hairs on the back of my neck was standing up. For twenty minutes, I didn't know where I was." Mm. And as somebody coming with experience of playing in the in the uh, derbies up in Scotland uh, and playing in various countries around the world, and you know, you imagine them young kids last Saturday, two 0 down to Barnsley at home, misplacing passes and stuff like that. Going to be difficult. They've got to show some character now. Got to show some. They, some they are. They, they, I totally agree, Chris. And I, I think Saturday, we, 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 I think they will definitely get a big reaction. Uh, and, and if and if God forbid we don't get a big reaction, then I I, I feel the worst. I really do. Yeah, it's, uh, these next three games are are key, aren't they? We've got Plymouth away from are. home. Then we've then we've well, got. To, sorry, what I'll I'll I'll, 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 sorry, I'll 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 um what I meant to say. I feel the worst for Darren Moore. All right, I okay. really do. I I think he's one of the guys. He can only take. Well, he must have. He must excuse my friends. He must have big bollocks to stand up with all this crap he gets every week, week in, week out. Because the vultures are sat waiting for him to fail. You know, if if the team bus turned up 
20 minutes later, he'd be blamed for it. Yeah, I think, I think David Stockdale summed it up in that interview that he did after the MK Dons game. You know, if you if you can't stand the heat, get yeah. get out of the kitchen. And I think that, you know, that that is true. As Like I said before, as much as it's, whether you think it's right or wrong with the, the criticism that people get, and I think, yes, people do go f- way too far, I must, ad- I must admit. But, you know, you've got to, you know, Chris, you'll be the same, you've got to ac- you know, accept it when things are going wrong. I'm sure people were hurling abuse at you from the stands as well. Oh, every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, it's part and parcel of the game, I'm afraid. As I say, I've said it many a time, that it's one man against 5,000, 3,000, or 75,000. Everybody can pick a different team, a different formation, put the subs on, different uh, different this, that, and the other. Uh, you know, come, come 20 to 5, 10 to 5, and you win, you win very little. Um, uh, you're okay for seven days till the next week. And then that's, that's the manager's... Um, Life, I'm afraid. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you've seen today with a Chelsea manager, I think it's been there nine months, won the European, won the Champions League. And yeah. uh, they haven't had a great start, admittedly, but that's, that's, that's football, you know. Every manager who takes a position on. Um, I is mean, anybody, I look after managers, I mentor managers. And one of my managers, well, I obviously can't name, I went to watch his early games at his club. And they were, brought, they were rolling the ball out from the back. And they were playing this way. And they were playing with players that couldn't, and that, for my opinion, they couldn't do it. And they kept playing it, playing it, playing it, losing, losing, drawing, winning, 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 losing. And um, he then lost his job because it went seven or eight games without, uh, without winning. I spoke to him last week. And he says, you know what I'm going to do, Chris, when I go to my next club? I says, what's that? He said, when I go in there, I'm going to look at the players. I'm going to play the way those players can play. And I'm not going to ask them to do things that they can't do, which he'd done in the last yeah. in the last job. Well, if, if, I'm if, not saying that about Wednesday. I'm just saying about in general. Yeah, like, if the players can't pass the ball at the back, you're going to be in trouble. I think we saw that last season when you know when Shea Dunkley came into the side. Uh, we'd been you know trying to play out from the back uh, in in the earlier games. Obviously, then injuries meant that you know Shea Dunkley got his chance. And I think for the mm. first couple of games, we saw that he, he couldn't quite do it. And then I think after that, you know, obviously we stuck by him because we kind of had to. And and I think we did change his style a little bit and we we went a bit more more direct elliot's got his hand up uh, I'll, I'll paul and gavin will come to you in a sec but elliot just wants to uh, add something yeah it was just building up a little bit on you know like what pete's talked about i think he, he's made a spot on point there as well as chris um i think obviously the, the problem with it is um obviously we could talk tactics formation I, i'm not a manager myself i can't um i can only say what i see um personally for me, obviously, I'm not one of these little vultures on on social media. Want to just criticise our players? For me, like I'm going to the Morecambe match on Tuesday. I don't go across the country to to watch us fail. I want us to succeed so passionately. And I think obviously, probably everyone on this podcast does as well. Um, but I think the problem is, you know, when you look at your your great managers or your great players and things like that, and they have a they have a bad game. It happens in football. We know it does. We've all seen shock results and things that just happen out of the blue. It does happen sometimes. But your great managers and players um, sit there, lose a game and go, all right, I'm going to do better next time. I'm Because I want to prove to everyone who wants to sit there on social media and 
prove you're wrong kind of thing. And that's what I hope our players do. And that's what I hope Darren does because I, I want him to stay because I, I like him. I think he, he, he can be a, he's probably one of, been classed as one of our most successful managers. Um, you know what I mean? You don't get things like that for, for being poor. Um, yeah, and I think like I think, like like what um, what Tom alluded to earlier that tweet where he said you know people forget that before you know just think back to what it was like before Darren Moore came in. Now, I know we're obviously in a different division, we're obviously in the in the league below, and you know, it's not where we want to be. But you know, at some of them games, you know, especially in the you know COVID times when you know when we couldn't go. They, they were painful to watch. You know, it, it was, it, we were in dire straits and I think you've got to, you've got to think that as, as much as we're not playing the silky football that everyone wants and we're not beating everyone four and five nil, how many times have me and Liam mentioned on the podcast that, you know, we can't wait until Saturday and, and you know, to have that feeling of being wanting to go to, you know, we always want to go to the football, of course we do, but to actually like, you, know, you can't wait because you're expecting a, you know, a good result and you've, you've got to put that down, you know, partly to, to Darren Moore. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think, I think it gets too much criticism. And I think people sometimes have this expectation where managers just come in and just win games. And it's a false mentality, really. Um, yeah, okay. Let's say we sat Darren Moore right this second and signed Scott Parker as our new manager. Okay, all great. Yeah, he's done good things with Bournemouth and Fulham. Uh, and he could win 10 games in a row. Brilliant. We could then lose the next 10, 10 games in a row. It will act as somebody, Gary Monk, when he came. Um, we were third by Christmas when he came in. Yeah. Everyone was saying, yeah, we think we're going to do it. We're going to get promoted. And then guess what? We were fighting a relegation battle at the end of the season. It it happens. New managers can come in and it can be a bit of a false uh, mentality that, yeah, you'll win games because it's something new. Teams haven't figured out that new manager yet. So yeah. it's got, it will take time and they get figured out. And then everything starts showing up. But yeah, I, I, think- I, I, I said this in the WhatsApp group earlier, and, I, and you know, is there better managers than Darren Moore out there? Of course, there is. Yeah, de- definitely. And you know, we, we could strike lucky, and you sat your manager, and you, and you land on one that works. And and you know, happy days we, we get promoted, and, and you know, the chairman's an absolute legend. But you know, qu- quite equally so, you can you know, we've seen it already. Uh, you know, when we got rid of Gary Monk and Tony Pulis come in, he lasted for 10, 10 games, and it was you know, it was an old old shit show. You know, when we when we got relegated, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? So so it's exactly. so it's easy uh, it's easy for that to for that to happen. So you know, it, you've you have got to be careful. Yes, it can it can work, but it's a risk. So when when things aren't too bad, you, and I'm not well, they quite good. I know it's not bad at all. Do you know what I mean? It's um, you've got to you've got to look at look at that as well, uh, Elliot. Cheers for uh, cheers for your, your comments. It's going to come to Gav. He's been patiently waiting for what feels like forever. I'm sure, uh, Gav, mate. How are you? All right, pal. Hey, I'm hey, I'm not too bad. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you very much. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, what, what do you want to have to say, Gav? Of course, obviously, Chris is here. If you've got any questions for him, of course. Uh, well, firstly, I, I live and work in Barnsley, and I'm fucked off that I had to give a manager a tenner. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Monday morning. That was that got thrown off floor. Yeah. But, but no, but my point is uh, set pieces. Uh, one of the most frustrating things for me Saturday was set pieces. I mean, it's not, not just Saturday, but it got highlighted on Saturday. Uh, it's corners. We are fucking dreadful at corners. Yeah. I, can't, I think 10 corners... And I bet six and a bit first man or went too long or straight at keeper's hands. 
I must and, admit, it is a frustration. You look at the players that we've signed. Uh, you look, you, you look at the I mean, you know, centre backs are always the first people that you that you go to from a from a corner. You've got Michael Heckwood, Dominic Iofa, and, and McGuinness, who were six foot three, six foot four. I think um, you know all all three of them. They're not you know they're not short lads. They're not Barry Bannons, are they? Um, and I no. just think that all season we've not been a threat from set pieces. Not you know whenever we get a corner, I don't think. We've got a chance here, you know, um, and I, I haven't thought that for for quite some time. The only time where I thought we we were going to score and we actually we didn't was was MK Don's last season at home, where Shea Dunkley had about four or five headers that, that and he probably should have scored from one of them. But yeah, the, I, I agree that it were poor, weren't it, Gav? From 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 the set pieces, it almost made you think that do they even practice these in in training? Yeah, yeah. My dad, my, my dad always says when we get a corner before he takes it, we never get fuck off from him. And it's always great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whether it's one handed. The, the one time last season where he didn't say it and we actually scored from it. <laughs> yeah, but, whether it's one hand in air or three hands in air. Or... <laughs> yeah, shocking, mate. Shocking. But like, the thing is, the uh, thing I want to ask Chris and all is Barnsley, they had one corner on Saturday and they scored from it. And the thing that I liked about them was. They made three subs just before that corner. All three come running into the box. And Wednesday didn't have a fucking clue what were happening. They didn't know who were who, who to pick up. And then bang, straight in, free header, done. Mm. See, mm. a lot of managers wait with the subs till after the corner's done or after the free kick's yeah. done. Yeah. And I was just thinking like, no, the way Barnsley did it, just completely confused Wednesday and they didn't have a clue. And I just wondered if... Is that something that you'd, you'd ever done? Or well, no, I think I think that's a, a great ploy by uh, by by the manager. Um, he's uh, probably uh, look, he's looking for the second goal, and uh, they've got a corner kick. He's going to make three subs, and he's got them in, got them sent him into the penalty box, and quite rightly, and it's, it will cause confusion because three players would have been marking the three other players. Suddenly, somebody else is coming on. That's where you need your captain and your your, your statesman players to uh, you know sort the first corner out, get it over and done with, and then messages will get on to the players that so and so's picking so and so and so on for for the rest of the set players. Set players are so vital. Yeah, you know, uh, they 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 win and win and lose your games. You know, the games could be 50-50 either way and then suddenly a set piece will win it. How many times do you see that? And if you haven't got anybody that can put a ball on a sixpence, as they say, in the penalty box with a bit of base, it's always going to be a struggle because that's that that's that's the that's the, 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 the ace of it is the is the delivery, consistent delivery. And I, I don't think we've got one. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, and another thing at all is... When we're defending corners, I'd love it if we just kept two players on halfway line. Don't, don't, don't. This is some. Of, this is one of my pet peeves. This like, I, you we see, could be it, I was talking about that. We honestly, every <laughs> yeah. single corner, we have every man in in the box and every man back, yeah. and I just think. When you know you see it, they'll if that happens, they have one or two defenders back. If you you know if you put two people out wide they've got a decision to make they've got you know are they going to gamble and you know and, and have that advantage in in the box or are they going to play safe and and also i, I always think though know, it's that element of surprise as well if, you know corners can get practice to the nth degree you different 
you know, he runs to the front post, he runs to whatever it is that they that they're doing in the work on in, in the training ground. If all of a sudden they've got to put three or four men back because because you've committed men forward, then th- suddenly that does, yeah. th- that doesn't work anymore. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like Barry Bannon. I mean, what's point of him being at box? You, you, you can't even reach out off as bollocks. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, what is the point of him being at box? He should be halfway line. I've win that other side and Stockdale. Hopefully, if he can punch it and get it fucking straight to him. Yeah, yeah. I, that's, I, my, that's my thoughts. It was frustrating for me. Like, I mm. agree. It does uh, it does uh, does frustrate me as well? Will but, you get your tenner back if Wednesday win at Oakwell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's double the quits, isn't it, Gav? <laughs> tell, him, tell him 20 quid. Um, Gav, I didn't know what was more embarrassing. They come on a fucking red school bus when they drove past on fucking uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I said, fucking hell. I said, here's a tenant to buy you, send a new bus. They got coaches in Barnsley. Yeah, I did, I, did, yeah. I did see that as well. And I think they all came on one as well with the amount that they, that they brought. Um, just want to let, let's move it on then to um, Plymouth on Saturday. Chris, do, do you think there's going to be any changes? I, I think Johnson will probably be taken out of the firing I, I line. Think, um, I think there will be changes. I think there will be changes. I mean, to be honest, uh, uh, it's you know down to Darren. Obviously, what 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 he, what his thoughts? Are you, are you sure, the, Chris? I thought I thought we could all have a bit of a poll and and pick the team for Saturday. <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's um, as I said earlier on. Pick your best players and stick to them, and work on the method. That's my, that's my uh, advice. And 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 um, three or four on the bench. Keep keep rotating. Keep getting on. Not getting on. Whatever. Play your best players and get a rhythm. Um, Saturday. Um, it's a tough game. Whether we'd, if we'd beat Barnsley last week, it'd still be a tough game. Plymouth away. Um, Joe, when when when, uh, when you were manager, Chris, and obviously I'm, I'm sure now they're going to be going down on Friday and, and, and staying over. Was that yeah. always the case when when you were yeah. manager as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it, it's um, it, it's one of it's a long trip for obviously for fans and and and, and the team. Um, but but I think that uh, there, there there will be there will be a reaction. There'll be a reaction from the manager. There'll be a react. There'll be a rea- reaction from the players. Just got to hope that they match the the Plymouth will be coming out the traps. I think they've recently just had a home win. Um, yeah, three yeah, wins on the bounce. They've they've just come. Yeah. They, well, they've they've got- Wednesday, I think. May have gone above Wednesday. Yeah, the th- uh, the third in the league. They've yeah, the they, 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 so, so they, you know, uh, you know, they they they're seeing the big club coming down, coming down to the um, down down to Plymouth. Uh, they just had a, a, a bad home defeat, so they'll be thinking there'll be a reaction from Wednesday. They'll have to start fast. Wednesday's got to match them in that first half an hour for me on Saturday, and if you can do that, uh, it's a good playing surface, big wide pitch. You can get the ball down and play it. Um, yeah, and definitely. hopefully they can get the first goal. Definitely, like I said, we lost three 0 twice there last season. So yeah, we'll be looking for uh, yeah, yeah for for a win. Peter's got his hand up. Go on, Peter. What do you, do you think? Darren Moore's going to make many, if any, changes. Uh, I think he'll, like like Chris said, he probably will make a, at least a couple. Who, who do you think that's going to be? I think Johnson's a is a is a sitting duck. To be honest, uh, Johnson definitely. Uh, what are you, are you putting? Are you putting James in like, like kind of like for like, or are you, you going to try? I, I, I don't think he's any choice. He made his intentions last week when he subbed him and brought him on. Although I do, well, I, he, I, he actually brought McGuinness off and brought James on, and uh, yeah. but obviously the plan was to change the system in the end, which obviously later came to later came to light. But it looks like you know, if you go like for like, you go for James, but he could also 
play Wilkes or even Mighton as well if uh, if he wants to try them on a uh, wing back role or do you think that's a bit risky at this stage? Well, I mean, I listened I listened to Giles's comments about about Mighton when the, when Grimsby played Forest and he said that Mighton was a hell of a wing back, so might, that might be Mighton's job this weekend. But then that would also bring up the question of what's he going to do with Palmer if that's the case because uh, Palmer's been playing out of his skin. I, I think he'll. I think he'll make two, possibly three changes. You, you never know with Darren. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just gone three games unbeaten. Uh, he'll be getting itchy fingers. He wants to get that rubber and pencil out and make some. <laughs> yeah, I, I, for me, I wouldn't be surprised if um, if Smith got his first start as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Gregory's not been firing on all on all cylinders as he? he's only got the the yeah, one that's goal. The other one. That's the other obvious one for me. Smith for Gregory. Uh, uh, as much as I like him, he's, he's desperate for a bit more confidence. He, that was the other thing I, I didn't mention earlier about Saturday. On, on any sort of all-known all past form, the two chances that Gregory had uh, for me, they were they were they were they were easy peasy for him. They're, they're, their goals were expecting to score. Yeah, and, I think this. I think the was it. The, the, I think the second one. I, I do sympathise with him a little bit. I think if it's two foot higher I think he heads the ball and, and it's a goal I think if it's you know a foot lower I think he, he sweeps it in and it's you know, again and it nestles in the back of the net but I think he just he came to him the- it is midriff and he and it, it, it kind of had to take a touch and it was a bit of an heavy touch and obviously the keeper did well didn't it to come out and, and smother it but yeah but I do, do, you, do you remember the one in the first half when George Byers smashed that volley and it hit Palmer in the back yes I, yeah I do remember was, that one yeah that, that, that looked like it was going in the bottom corner and Palmer was stood banging in line with him now I mean at that time, I'm not sure. I think at that time it was still nil nil, or, or they'd just gone one up. But that, 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 I mean, it's all. And I don't want to talk in cliches, but it is fine margins. Yeah. Uh, and then, and if then fine margins do fail, then you need that character. So, but it's, all, I, it's also a bit of luck as well. I know I mentioned that I, yeah. I felt every every single goal at Forest Green there was there was an element of fortune in there in terms of you know the balls just come straight out. So I don't think anything fell to us at all in Barnes. Everything was a foot too too wide of the mark. You know, every second ball, you know, it's just an header out of the box and it lands to one of their men. That's not luck. Yeah. They've not they've not picked him out. I mean, if they have fair play to him, but you know, more often than not, it's just an header and it just happens to land at one of their their players' feet and and you know he just can everything just kind of went wrong on on Saturday I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be happy if I'll, I'll be happy with a nil-nil but we show plenty of character and we show some stand-up and show some balls because the last two performances at Bradford yes it was the reserve side we played at Bradford and the performance last week against Barnes they've been absolutely well they've been dire haven't they uh, no two ways about it so let, let's get back to a bit of normality let's show some character let's show some bollocks and stand up and be counted yeah, I'm just gonna bring uh, bring Steve Bracknell on. Steve, mate, how is how are you going, mate? You all right? I'm all right, lads. Didn't expect to be asked to speak, but here they are. There, there we go. Well, you're obviously a manager yourself. We've got Chris Turner on on here. Um, you know, are you never never forget never forget Chris from '91. Unbelievable. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Go, on, go on then, Steve. How many changes are you making? Obviously. Uh, if you were, I know you're obviously assistant manager at Royal Oak, uh, but if you were, uh, if you were Darren Moore on Saturday, who were you, who were you picking? That's got to be brave as a manager. That's what you're paid to do. All right. Thirty minutes in, I could, I went Saturday, got a ticket off our Darren. I could see thirty minutes in that Marvin Johnson, and he's a good player, he needed to be pulled off that pitch. They were doubling up on him, no doubt about it. 
Now he's not if he's not brave enough to pull him at 30 minutes, all right, they might be smudge badging at half time. Why have you pulled me? I'll say, we've got a match to win. That they they got his number. He should have been pulled after half an hour. That's all. Now, Darren is evidently a very nice man. Nice men don't win your promotions. I'm not saying he can't do it. I believe in bloke. But he's got to get a plan B. And if if Barnsley Barnsley came and they were up in his faces, they roughed us up. That's got to have a plan B. That's all I'm saying. Great stuff. Uh, Cheers for that, uh, Steve. Uh, Elliot's got his his hand up. Uh, Elliot, mate, go on. How many many changes are we making on Saturday for Plymouth? I think three changes is it you don't want I don't think everyone deserved to be pulled I've, I've praised Palmer earlier I think um, he had a good game and the only one I could sit there and say you know what you had a you did well it isn't your fault I think McGuinness is probably similar I think uh, as we mentioned Gregory uh, I think uh, in fact I watched something interesting a while back and it was Jamie Vardy talking um, on an interview and he said the difference obviously in something like the Championship or this league, you get uh, multiple chances to uh, to bury stuff. The difference between where someone like he is now and between obviously where Gregory with us is in like the Premier League, you get one chance and you either bury that chance or you've completely missed it. Um, and Gregory's had two... I, th- I think, obviously, like we said, the second one was better than the first. I think it was more... Um, he uh, uh, should have put it away and I know obviously about his confidence and things like that and I think that's um, I hope he can pull it back because I do really like Gregory um, but you've got to be putting them away there's, as a striker as a number nine there's, there's there's chances that you get in a game that you absolutely just dream of you just sit there and say I hope that ball just falls for me like that and both of those chances with that you're one on one with a keeper you've got the the perfect opportunity to just tap the ball in the net, head it, kick it, absolutely back heel it in the net, whichever way you would have decided to hit it. Um, and I don't know how both of those chances hit the keeper, but I think, like I said, Johnson's got to come off. Um, he should have come off. At half-time, I think, obviously, um, like you just mentioned by Steve, yeah, 30 minutes, fair enough, because we could all see it. We were doubling up on him, should have been 45 minutes, but... Um, Reese for, for Johnson, Smith for Gregory, um, and I do think uh, if Delhi Bashir is fit, he's got to start. Um, yeah. I replace Bakerton. He's a strong lad. He battles. It, everyone knows what he is. Um, he's got a good bit of dribbling on him as well, and I think he'd, he'd be absolutely what we were dying for um, on Saturday. Yeah, cheers for that, Elliot. Steve, I just want to come back to you on just Elliot's mentioned there with those chances that Gregory had. Should he have put them them chances away on on Saturday? You're talking to me, pal. I am talking to you, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, the bread and butter, then they bread and butter. And uh, but listen, I know Lee from his Stavely days, and he'll be as good to this next man with that. Uh, he needs time. All it'll take, mark my words, you can record this, he'll smash one in in next two games and he'll be off and he'll hit 20 goals. That's my prediction. Keep him in the team. Yeah, cheers for that, Steve. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think that, that you know, uh, Smith 
probably does deserve a, a chance. Gregory hasn't been firing just the one goal in, what is it, seven games now in the league. But, you know, obviously only only time will tell. Well, I think one thing, thing is for certain that there will be changes on Saturday. Uh, it's just obviously a case of, of how many if, if, and if that's obviously the personnel low or whether that's a changing system that obviously we saw late on in the in the game against uh, against Barnsley. I'm going to wrap things up uh, there. D- massive thanks for, for everyone that's uh, that's joined us. Uh, Chris has had to drop off, but uh, obviously we've got, we had Chris Turner on as well, which is great to get his insight. Obviously being a being a manager, obviously being doing uh, doing the job that Darren Moore's doing as well. Uh, so uh, yeah, thank you very much for for coming on. If you do enjoy listening to us, you can uh, sign up to become a patron member. It's patreon.com forward slash WTID pod if you want to do that. And uh, yeah, well, obviously we'll be back here again uh, every Wednesday at eight o'clock for another debate show. Um, Cheers, guys. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you next time. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.